0: Are you ready? Yeah. New York City is known for many icons. Broadway shows, the Statue of Liberty, the Yankees and the Mets, Wall Street, and of course, New York style pizza. Could I have a, a
1: Sicilian slice, please?
0: I'm actually meeting a few friends at my favorite pizza spot right here in Union Square to celebrate the 140th anniversary of the first commercially successful light bulb. It happened right here in New York City. On today's show, we're going to talk to the author of the book, New York Power, and get his perspective on how the creation of the light bulb changed humanity forever. And we also have some energy experts to talk about Con Edison's light bulb initiatives to cut your electric bill. Hey everyone, welcome to Plugged In, Con Edison's podcast about all things related to energy. I'm your host, Sidney Alvarez. Before we get started, let's just speed through some history. We're not going to talk about the invention of the light bulb per se. We are focused on the first commercially viable light bulb, which is credited to Thomas Edison. Now, before we get the conversation going, here's your historical speed round to bring you up to date.
1: In Humphrey Davy, an Englishman, demonstrated a powerful electric lamp to the Royal Society. In 1841, a British inventor named Frederick de Molinas patented a bulb. In 1845, an American named J.W. Starr also received a patent for a bulb. An English chemist named Joseph Swan improved the patent versions of bulbs. Finally, in 1879, a celebrated inventor and businessman Thomas Edison achieved success. He and his team dabbled in carbonized bamboo burners, now called filaments. They successfully produced commercially viable light bulbs. Their bulbs were Able to burn for up to 600 hours.
0: Our first two guests are Caitlin Sakata and Stephen Coulter with Con Edison's Energy Efficiency Department. They're here to tell us about light bulbs today, but more importantly, how to cut your electric bill with energy efficiency programs. Here's our interview well hey you two thank you very much for joining me here how's your pizza number one so delicious hey,
2: very hot what do you have what do you take i caitlin? got my favorite mushroom
0: okay i'm not gonna judge but okay you enjoy that. you enjoy that <laughs> and steve what did you get
1: i got uh two slices of pepperoni and i might get a third later see <laughs> good
0: choices good choices i'm hungry caitlin i want to start with you you know we're talking about the anniversary of the light bulb but more importantly We're trying to help our customers, businesses, households. Tell us about your program.
2: Yeah, so we found the best way to just promote LEDs, which is the best source of lighting you can buy, is to partner with retailers. So we recommend that people go to any of their like local stores, CVS, Home Depot, Lowe's, and now that we're partnering with them, you can get up to $3 off on select LED light bulbs with the ENERGY STAR logo to help save money at your home.
0: Okay, so let me get this right. So if I walk into my local Home Depot, um, I pay for
2: a light bulb, and then mm-hmm. I go back home and apply for a rebate, you don't even need to. So the discount comes out right at your store. And just to make sure that you have some stores nearby, you should go to our website at coned.com slash LED, type in your zip code, and find the retailers closest to you.
0: That's cool. So How much money are we actually talking about in savings? Obviously, it depends what you're buying, right? But
2: Yeah. So it definitely depends what you're buying. But over the lifetime of the product, um, because LEDs last so much longer, it's a fraction of what um, incandescents or even those um, CFL light bulbs would, would, would have.
0: Okay, Steve, what about your program? This is pretty nifty, so mm-hmm. I understand that we're actually giving away light bulbs. Tell me about that.
1: That's right, that's right. Uh, so we call this program the neighborhood program, and we offer it in certain qualifying neighborhoods in Brooklyn and Queens, and what we do is we have uh, installers going to, uh, door-to-door or taking appointments to come and uh, replace your old incandescent or uh, compact fluorescent light bulbs with energy efficient LEDs. So somebody
0: Uh, actually comes to my home mm -hmm. and say I have ten light bulbs throughout my home, we're gonna swap them out for free?
1: That's right, that's right. And we actually have, our installers have with them a wide range of different LED bulbs in different sizes, uh, colors, uh, levels of brightness, so that they can work with you to replace bulbs, bulbs with uh, bulbs that you know are equivalent to what you have today. Okay, so I gotta ask, why? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? So we're, we're doing this in certain neighborhoods where we have a lot of growth in energy demand um, and uh, we have an opportunity in those areas to work with com- uh, customers to lower energy demand and uh, defer or completely replace uh, costly, uh, Net distribution network mm-hmm. upgrades in those areas
0: okay but, yeah. so I, I i want to let our listeners know how mm-hmm. they can get more information so let's start with you caitlin if people want more information where do they go
2: they would go to coned.com slash led
1: okay and then for your program steve yeah they would go to coned.com forward slash neighborhood or they can email us at neighborhoodprogram at Okay,
0: great. So we're celebrating 140 years, right? Mm-hmm. Light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm excited. It's changed our lives completely. Uh, but let's talk about light bulbs themselves. You know, there are the traditional incandescent bulbs, you know, compact fluorescent, speed up to LEDs. What's the best and why? Who wants to take that?
2: Yeah, I can start and you can jump in. So okay. we have really seen the evolution from, I mean, we all used to use candles, right, in our homes. Now we have LEDs. They are the highest um, in terms of the quality, technology. They last, you know, 15, 20 times longer than your really old incandescent. And
0: cost, too, right? And
2: the cost has come down a lot.
0: Non-LEDs are like um, 10 times, or cost you 10 times more on your energy bill.
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely. And don't last as long. So you're getting the savings as soon as you screw in that light bulb at home.
0: Wow. And you know what else, you know, old is becoming new again, because I've known I walked into a, a Lowe's or Home Depot, and I saw those old-timey light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they're LED now, but they just look old.
2: Yes. And I think they call them like vintage Edison yeah, yeah. or something. Um, you see them in a bunch of the bars in the areas around in New York City. Um, there are so many different types of lights, of style, and everything mm-hmm. now, as long as you know it's an LED, it's going to be saving you money.
0: Right. Yeah. Now, you mentioned, Steve, earlier in our pre-interview, always look at the packaging. Right? right. You get right.
2: information on the packaging. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, what, one thing that I would look for when I'm looking for, you know, LEDs at the store, uh, first of all, I would look for the Energy Star logo mm-hmm. on that packaging. Mm-hmm. Energy Star is an EPA program. And, and if you see that label on the, on the package, it means that that product has gone through uh, industry standard testing uh, with certified labs and a third party to verify that uh, that product's going to perform as advertised and provide the right. savings uh, that they're advertising. Go
0: ahead, Go ahead yeah.
1: And the other thing I would look for is, you know, say you have, if you have a fixture at home that says this works for a 60-watt bulb, uh, that packaging will typically say, uh, you know, that this, that will, say, will typically say something like uh, this LED is a 60-watt equivalent or 40-watt equivalent mm-hmm. because LED is a 60-watt equivalent LED uh, might only uh, require, uh, you know, 8 to 10 watts. So right. so uh, look for that. Sounds good. Yep. So here's my
0: last question to both of you. In your opinion, how has the light bulb itself changed civilization as we speak? I'm going to start with you, Caitlin.
2: I think it's changed civilization because people are now able... To have their lights on all the time. As they eat pizza. As they eat pizza as we're doing now, as they study, as they work, and allows them to get ahead in their lives and, and make their families and their futures brighter.
1: Steve? Well I think it's it's made I mean it's made our our cities uh, and and you know, way of life the way it is today. So and it and it keeps getting better.
0: Caitlin, Steve, thank you both for being on our show, and enjoy your mushroom pizza.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Sydney. Always a pleasure to eat with you. Thank you.
0: I want to introduce you to our next guest. He's an energy historian and the author of the book New York Power. Please welcome Joseph Cunningham. Here's our interview. Thanks, Joseph, for being on the show.
3: Oh, my pleasure.
0: So we're talking about 100, celebrating 140 years of the light bulb. What would you say it did to change humanity, or how did it change humanity, civilization?
3: Well, the light bulb changes civilization in the sense that you now have a nightlife. You did have, of course, arc lights, gas lights on streets and so forth, but you now have the ability to keep businesses open late. You have the ability at home to uh, stay up later in the evening, and you're basically it changes the day-to-day cycle of how people live did
0: it change you mentioned the cycle of how people live so it changed our behavior i'm thinking oh definitely
3: definitely changed behavior tell me about this well for one thing you could now have something uh sometime after business hours if you uh, had the money to do it of course and it was usually just the upper classes that could afford lights initially, but that's where it starts and it goes forward. So you start seeing establishments being open later in the day and you start seeing there's a night uh, dining hour, people going out to dinner. Nobody but the very wealthy did that before the light bulb.
0: You know, you can't have a discussion about the light bulb without speaking about the grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your research, you speak about Pearl Street Station, which was the first commercial substation in the US. And though we're celebrating 140 years of the light bulb, we're also talking about the development of the power grid. Tell me about this.
3: Well, Edison, in seeking to market his light, had decided, unlike his predecessors who were in other fields of electricity, including some arc light pioneers and motor pioneers, they all saw it as just an installation that was put in to a location, usually leased. He comes along, changes totally the business model. So he's decided to supply power, initially for lighting, then later for motors, as a commodity, Mm -hmm. much as gas was supplied by the gas company or water was supplied by the waterworks. So now this becomes a much more flexible operation from the customer's point of view. Edison runs his wires in. I can put in electric lights. Frank Sprague was a leader with electric motors, businesses put in electric motors. And I should mention that that also really brings profitability to the utility companies because he and others lost money on just supplying lighting alone. You really needed something um, more of a continuous load in engineering terms to uh, amortize the cost of these plants because these plants are very, very expensive. And much of the equipment did not Exist, he had to develop it. Even the idea of copper, so let's pure talk, copper.
0: Let's talk about <clears throat> this technology of the light bulb. Were there any critics to this technology?
3: Oh, well, there's always some curmudgeons, you know, that see that uh, anything new threatens the moral order. And uh, I believe that, that I'm sure there were. In fact, I've read a few references. Don't know how common they were, but they mm-hmm. thought that if you have lights, people stay up late at night instead of going to bed like decent folks. Right. And you, God knows what sort of immorality or sinful behavior will come from that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to get your perspective as a New York Power historian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think Thomas Edison would have to say about this technology, the grid, and how it's evolved into what it is today?
3: I think to a certain extent, he would understand the way it's evolved into a larger system because he was a guest when the larger power facilities went in Mm -hmm. and they started expanding to regional interconnections. I think what would astound him would be the concept of digital technology and all of the uh, 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 uses to which that power is put, other than just running light bulbs or motors.
0: What do you think, using (coughs) your historian (coughs) knowledge, you know, what you know Mm -hmm. from the past, Mm -hmm. what is the next big thing? What's coming up along the um, electrical uh, technology line, so to speak?
3: Uh, I believe the next really big uh, event or development we don't know what it is yet. And I say that because you know, we have conventional generation. Now, there are critics of that, but it's vital for base load running the system. We have the renewables, which can help with that and can uh, uh, be very useful, but let's face it, they're not going to carry everything. You need some sort of balance there. And I think somewhere in between there is something else. And it hasn't been. Uh, Developed yet. Hopefully, you know, we look at power, we look at the history. Hopefully, there's some 10 year old out there who's reading books as I did when I was a kid and saying, Hey, I can do better, you know, and I I can do better. I want to do that. And so, we may not see this new development for another 20, 30 years. Say, maybe a 10 year old that gets the idea 10 years from now. But I think it'll be something totally different in power supply.
0: Joseph, here's my last question. Why should we be celebrating the 140th anniversary of the light bulb?
3: Well, I think we touched on it, just what I was saying there. You know, there's this old, I think it was uh, De Santiano who said, those who fail to study history are doomed to repeat it. Well, I like to put it in more positive terms, that it gives people ideas. You know, somewhere out there, as I say, child in his science class in right. high school or grade school or whatever, gets an idea and says, hey, we can, I want to do that. You know, I think that's the important thing. You look at these people, this didn't happen overnight. Every step that was made, just the light bulb itself, getting that to work, just getting his generators to work, just getting his circuit breakers to stay closed during a heavy load without tripping the customers offline. Every one of these was a struggle. There's great stories of how junction boxes melted Mm -hmm. under short circuits. And so he had to push through, develop a solution to them. And I think when we look back at this, people realize, you know, the, no pain, no gain. Absolutely. You know, so you have to get through this. And I think that's an important lesson because so many people are used to just TV solutions in 60 minutes.
0: You know, I find it interesting how you say um, people come up with that next idea and the light bulb itself mm-hmm. is symbolic of an yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. Joseph, thank you very much for being on our show. We truly appreciate it.
3: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Joseph, for your time. The book again is New York Power and it is available on Amazon. As an inventor, Thomas Edison made 1,000 unsuccessful attempts at inventing the light bulb. When a reporter asked, How did it feel to fail 1,000 times? Edison replied, I didn't fail 1,000 times. The light bulb was an invention with 1,000 steps. Interesting to know, huh? The first grid in New York City began with 85 customers in 1882, and today it serves more than 3.5 million customers, affecting more than 10 million people. What's next in the energy evolution? Sounds like a show topic for our next episode. That's our show. I want to say thanks to our guests, Joseph Cunningham, Caitlin Sakata, and Stephen Coulter. For story ideas or comments, you can send an email to podcast at coned.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also follow us on our social media channels on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Our handle is at Con Edison. I'm Sydney Alvarez. Thanks for listening. Until next time, y adios.